Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie and just today I am joined by Bradley Metrock, founder of Project Voice 2023. Bradley, thank you very much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Charlie. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be part of the show. Well, yeah, it's great to have you. And um, you're here primarily because I saw this fantastic uh, graphic um, that you and your team have been uh, working on, um, which kind of shows the landscape of the voice AI market. And I'm just going to put it on the screen uh, now for everybody to take a quick little look at. Um, yeah, and I saw this was kind of getting a lot of traction online and people really seem to love it. Um, so I guess my first question for you would be kind of what inspired you to put this together and what do you hope businesses take from it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a great question. We, we, we have had a lot of success with it. There's been a lot of interest uh, in conversational AI generally uh, that we've observed um, even prior to the generative AI explosion of which, you know, has heavy overlap with conversational AI if you were to draw that Venn diagram. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people we deal with, um, as educated in the market as they are, uh, will ask us, well, there just aren't that many companies doing stuff with this, right? I mean, isn't it just like Alexa and Google and then maybe like some random other companies like Nuance, but they got bought and really there's not that much going on in this space. It's kind of all played out, isn't it? And uh, we encounter that explicitly asked question or implicitly understood mindset with the conference we put on, which is the Project Voice, our namesake event, and the main event in the U.S. for all this stuff. We encounter it on the VC side with Project Voice Capital Partners. We encounter it everywhere. So I thought, you know what? We're going to solve this problem. We're going to create a visual that shows a broad swath of what we call the conversational AI universe, encompassing data-oriented companies, data and annotation providers, encompassing security-oriented conversational AI companies, encompassing companies uh, like a Unifor or a, uh, OpenStream that have different, uh, or core AI that have large frameworks uh, for this stuff. And then we'll drill down into some industry specific ones. Uh, we're going to include advocacy organizations, both on the agency side, as well as on the nonprofit side. We're going to include ASR, NLP, NLU companies. We're going to include everybody. And when we did that, it was daunting, uh, but we put it together and now it's just very helpful to all sorts of people in and out of this technological domain to be able to visualize what this is. Hmm. Yeah, I could imagine what a daunting prospect it would be because just of the breadth and depth um, that's in the industry, it's quite incredible once you actually dig beneath those companies that you were kind of mentioning first, you think Nuance or maybe an AWS, but then when you get below the surface, there's so much going on as, as uh, everybody will be able to uh, see within the graphic too. Um, but I think maybe, you know, we've, We've talked about a couple of the big names you mentioned, Core AI. I think they've gotten as uh, magic quadrant leader um, within conversational AI. Maybe could you share a couple of brands within this who are maybe unfamiliar to um, the audience, but you know are quite exciting you with their mission uh, within the, within the voice AI market? Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot. 
Um, so there's, there's companies, it was important to us to include companies that are brand new, um, all the way up to, there's an entire quadrant of the visualization for big tech, um, where, you know, IBM and Amazon and, and Apple are in there. Um, and, uh, we thought it was important to include, a diversity of sizes of companies, because the fact of the matter is, um, like core AI is a great example. You know, they, they have a good product, you know, they have a good suite of products. Uh, you know, they're, they've, they've done well. Um, but they're one competitor away from not existing. And the, the, uh, the, the, the map, um, if not anything else, should be a warning call to venture back startups through uh you know venture back companies throughout the domain that um you're you're comp- you're you know you're always at existential risk if you had gone back prior to covid starting there was not nearly as much action and it, i would describe it as kind of a vast blue ocean of opportunity now, it kind of is still a vast blue ocean of opportunity within conversational AI all across the board, but there's a lot more ships out there. It's kind of getting crowded. And um, and so that's that's a point that I think has really hit home. I, I don't think. I know for a fact it's hit home with a lot of leadership teams uh, that we've spoken to since we've released it, and um, as well as consulting groups have been all over it because, you know, they want to know who are all these players. But to answer your question, the you know, I, I'll point to two. Okay. The first one is we do a lot of work in support of something in the United States called the Open Voice Network. It's a nonprofit organization uh, that was born out of the Linux Foundation that has the charter of identifying and advocating for the shared interests of conversational AI companies. Um, John Stein runs it. Uh, he's a mastermind. Um, um, but not as many people know about it as they should. That's, uh, that's one of the 400 organizations that's on the map. Another one I'll point to is called Wealth Voice. So Wealth Voice is a, uh, primarily a voice interaction service, um, that started on Alexa and now is starting to branch out that enables people to interact with their financial advisor or financial institution um, in some really interesting and innovative ways. It's created by Emily Bender, who's been around the financial sector for a long time, uh, and also who is an excellent marketer. And so what she's put together is something that would sit below the surface of a lot of people who, who maybe observe the space at a distance. But to us, we know her well, and we know that that's something people should be paying attention to. So if, if someone were to deconstruct the landscape map, they would find all kinds of gems sort of throughout. And then when we get to Project Voice 2023 in April, we're going to have version 1.2 out, which will add another 100 plus companies to the visual, um, so much so that we're having to redesign it. Um, so the space is growing. Yeah, I think you've given a fantastic overview of the uh, of the space there, and kind of really dug in some fantastic uh, little nuggets um, there. And once we, well, I'm going to maybe change the conversation a little bit now because you know when I when I look at the uh, fantastic graphic that you have, obviously the eye catches uh, OpenAI, 
um, now within there. And I'm sure you've got this question um, a lot uh, recently. Um, but how do you think the how do you think ChatGPT and all the kind of excitement that's come around it has really changed things up within the voice AI industry? Yeah, um, it's been significant. So you know, um, ChatGPT. Um, you know, I don't know how old you are. I'm sure I'm older than you, but basically, you know, I've been around for some key inflection points in the intersection of technology and the consumer. Um, things such as the iPod, you know, um, where, uh, or the beginning of the internet, the World Wide Web, um, where um, the utility involved is so great that it overcomes every objection and um, and it changes the way that society in a large sense thinks about what's possible. That's what chat GPT has done. And it's done it with only chat as the modality. So as we were talking about prior, you know, off screen, off camera, you know, chat uh, voice and text are all inextricably linked from this point forward. And, and there's already been people who have attached synthetic voice to ChatGPT. Um, and I think there's a lot of interesting things there to come uh, to sort of free it from just the, the written word into the spoken one. But, um, the, you know, it, there, it's impacted the world in two big ways. Um, the first one I just described, it's changed our perspective. But the second one for, for companies working in this domain specifically and just tech, tech workers more broadly is it has rallied resources to conversational AI in a remarkable way. Um, investors are sitting up a little straighter and paying attention uh, in a way that maybe they didn't before. Um, talented engineers are sitting up and paying attention to this space in a way may, they might not have before. Um, it's attracting quality to the universe. And uh, it's, it's really hard to understate how important that that is to, um, to things like the landscape map, because all it's going to do is make it, you know, even more crowded in there as talent comes into the space and the competitiveness goes up. So those are the impacts it's had on in, in terms of short term, uh, you know, since it's been out. Yeah, and I love that point as well, because I think it's very relevant to kind of what we talk about in customer experience as well and how perspectives have changed. And instead of kind of seeing voice AI as something that, oh, maybe it's something we'll focus on today, it's ChatGPT has almost made it, you know, it's made it incredibly relevant and people can see the potential it has uh, already to change how they work. And I, I just think it's a fascinating space. And I'm sure uh, that will come up a lot at your upcoming uh, Project Voice uh, 2023 event, um, where you and kind of a lot of other experts will delve into that and many other topics uh, across um, the voice AI um, space. Uh, I don't know if you could maybe give us a quick rundown, uh, maybe of the event um, and, you know, what, what possible attendees could expect from it. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Project Voice 2023 is in late April. It's Monday, April 24th through Wednesday the 26th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
Um, it's a little bit uh, of a destination, but it's where we've done this conference back since 2016 when it used to be called the Alexa Conference. Um, you know, big and small companies have gained business from it and it always opens people's eyes. We'll have somewhere, between, somewhere around 2,500 attendees and 100 media outlets there for it in April. And anybody who, you know, from, from your audience's point of view, if you're thinking about customer experience, um, you, you are necessarily thinking about conversational AI. And with that being the case, if you're anywhere around, you know, whether you're overseas, uh, it doesn't really matter where you're at. You ought to take a good look because we're going to have a lot of companies coming in from overseas to participate. But, um, you know, conversational AI is changing the way we execute on customer experience and, and satisfying customers, no matter what industry we're in. And it's really changing the paradigm of all that pretty rapidly, whether it is voice or chat or text or whatever it is. And so people coming to the conference can expect to get up to speed rapidly on a number of high-end providers, best-in-class people working in this universe. Uh, they'll be there. But uh, on top of that, there's some headliner sessions, such as the reunion of the Siri co-founders for the first time in over a decade, the CEO of Payments.com, which is a, a very well-known uh, website, you know, uh, institution in the financial sector, uh, Dr. Walter Greenleaf of Stanford University, who's been at the forefront of healthcare and technology for 30 years. Um, there's a, there's some big time, uh, heavy hitter headliners that are at the front end of the conference. And then at the back end of the conference, we're going to have some international use cases for conversational AI, um, that will be worth paying attention to, as well as some accessibility success stories. So there, there's a lot to be gained in two and a half tight days of a program by attending. So people can check that out at projectvoice.ai. Mm, absolutely. I think, yeah, it sounds like a fantastic event and uh, fingers crossed uh, I can be there as well um, to join. Um, but what, what I'll also do is I'll put a link in the description box of this video so people can uh, quickly go to projectvoice.ai and check well, out yeah, think, we appreciate that. And kudos to you, Charlie, and your team, because, you know, um, the content that you put out and the way you approach um, reporting on all of the different things that you have to cover under the subhead of CX, um, I just think you do a great job. So I, I'm, I'm honored to be part of your show, and I appreciate you giving us uh, some of your spotlight. Uh, thanks. So, yeah, that, that's uh, really great to hear. Thanks, Bradley. And I mean, the work is also that you're doing as well and putting the uh, graphic together. I, I mean, I, it, as, as you said, it was, must have been a daunting project. So I can even imagine it getting was. started on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, the link to the event uh, will be in the uh, description box below. I'll also uh, include a link to uh, Bradley's uh, graphic. Um, if in case anybody wants to dig uh, further into that. But I think for now, that's probably a great place uh, to end today's conversation. But uh, thank you very much uh, for joining me today, Bradley. Thank you, Charlie. Certainly appreciate it. Excellent. And also, uh, thank you to everybody for watching. Bye for now.